This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's done as Bregman drills this one deep to left field and sends back Gurriel looking up. See you later! A three-run home run for Alex Bregman. And the Astros' lead is 6 to nothing. Bregman's 19th of the year. So far. And he whips this one to left. That ball's got a chance. It's got more of a chance. It's gone. Another opposite field dinger by Jordan Alvarez. And the Astros lead 10 to nothing. His third. And Torinos hits it high in the air. Pretty deep to left center field. It sends back Curiel looking up. And that ball is gone. Grand slam for Robinson Torinos. And the Astros lead it. 15 to 2. Kick and the pitch. And that's grounded left side. Backhanded by Guriel. He'll go the short route to second to get the force there. And that is the ball game. The Houston Astros pour it on against the Toronto Blue Jays. Taking the first game of this three-game series by a final of 15 to 2. Well, you usually expect a win whenever Garrett Cole pitches. Robinson Chirinos hit a grand slam in the eighth inning. First of your career, Robinson. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So that at bat, obviously bases loaded, a, a new pitcher in the game. First pitch, you were, you were ready on that first one. Yes. Uh, thank God I was able to put a good swing in that ball. I was, the whole game, I was a little late in the high fastball. I was telling Sintron during the game, like, I have to hit that high fastball in front, and thank God I was able to do it in that last at bat. Hey, Robinson, we talk enough about Garrett Cole. Forget about him. <laughs> Let's talk about Armenteros for a second. Making his major league debut, what did you see poise-wise from him? He, he looked like he, he was pretty calm. Yeah, he was really calm. Uh, it's fun to, to see the guy doing debut and look the way he looked tonight. I mean, he was throwing his breaking pitch for a strike. He was feeling good with a fastball. Like every time I call a high fastball, he was throwing it high. Yeah. Every time I go down, he was throwing it down. Like he was have good feel for the board. Yeah, not overthrowing. No overthrowing, but locating where I was asking for every pitch, and he looked comfortable. All right. Hey, Robinson, congratulations on, on catching a win and hitting your first career Grand Slam. Oh, thank you, guys. God bless you. Okay, have a good night. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros play the second game of a three-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays. This is the continuation of an eight-game homestand for the Astros, on which they are 4-2 and two so far after a 15-2 win over the Blue Jays yesterday. Robinson Chirinos hit a grand slam, drove in six. Garrett Cole struck out 10 and allowed two runs over six innings. As the Astros have won three of their last four, Blue Jays, meanwhile, have dropped six of their last eight ball games. Astros 47 and 20, 
23. That leads the American League West. Nine and a half games ahead of the Rangers. Well, the Blue Jays, 25 and 44. They're fourth in the AL East and 17 games behind Tampa Bay. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Framber Valdez on the mound for the Astros, making his second start of the year, had been pitching out of the bullpen and looking to see what he can do for an encore after the seven innings of one-run ball in his first start on Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be tough to even match that, yeah. let alone do any better than what he did. I mean, he was just so efficient when the Astros needed innings desperately and to give the bullpen a, a little bit of a break at that time. Valdez comes up uh, with a pitch count limit, uh, throwing seven innings. So it was huge for the Astros, uh, probably a boost of confidence for Farmer to go out there and pound the strike zone, get ahead in the count, and really let his, his stuff shine. Meanwhile, Clayton Richard, fellow lefty, getting the ball for the Toronto Blue Jays, making just his fifth start. He's uh, dealt with a, a knee injury, and it's been a struggle for Richard. 11 walks and 15 in a third inning. Yeah, you know, he's probably dealing a little bit with that right knee issue that he had. He's only made four starts so far this year, so hasn't really been stretched out yet. So really kind of a spring training so far right now for, for Clayton Richard. The Astros handle lefties really good this year. He gives up more hits than innings pitch typically, uh, so it might be a really good matchup for the Astros offense. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models, official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, we talked about Clayton Richard, and you know, it's, he's kind of a, a slow go for him so far this season, dealing with the injury that had put him out basically till late May. And he hasn't gone more than four and two-thirds innings in any of his four starts. Astros were able to knock Aaron Sanchez out after three mm -hmm. innings yesterday. So Astros, you know, they're going to be hoping to try and do something similar to Richard today. Yeah, we've been talking about this for two or three years now, and the Astros have been doing a good job for whatever reason the first game of a series. You know, you come into town, and the Astros are able to handle or knock out an opposing starter early on. And, then it just wrecks the other team's bullpen for the rest of the series, a big reason why the Astros have won so many series this year. Um, their offense is tough right now. They've, they've got a few guys out, and we understand that. Marisnik's out as well today. So uh, for the Astros to be good, they're going to rely a lot uh, on some of these young players. But when it, what we've seen from these young players, they look very patient. And with a guy like Clayton Richard, who's struggling with his control early on, that's going to be good. Coming up next, we'll go into the coach's corner and talk with Astros hitting coach Troy Snitker about the relationship with his dad, Astros manager Brian Snitker. And a little later, we'll hear from Craig Biggio, Astros legend, talking about his son, Kevin Biggio, who got to play at Minute Maid Park for the first time as a big leaguer yesterday. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Troy Snicker, Astros hitting coach. And the Astros taking on the Blue Jays this weekend. And uh, pretty neat to see Kevin uh, Biggio and and Craig Biggio, of course, here and Father's Day weekend. And, of course, your dad, Brian Snicker, manager of the Braves, didn't make it to the big leagues as a player but had a, had a professional career, and you were around him growing up uh, while he was coaching in the minor leagues and in the Braves system. I mean, how neat uh, – you have a kind of a unique perspective on what the Biggios are going through. Can, can you even imagine? Yeah, it's uh, – I, I had a little taste of it, not, not anywhere near this degree. He's getting to 
you know, play against his dad's old team in the big leagues with, with them both here. The closest I got was spring training, uh-huh. big league game, looking down and having my dad in the third base coach box. But for me, that was probably the best experience of my, you know, of my career, you know, getting to walk up to the plate. And I didn't get on, I think I hit into a double play, but I didn't get to uh, make it to third and see him. But just looking down, you know, that was uh, definitely playing on the same team was special. You hit into a double play. That was bad third base coaching, right? No, no, he should have he told me to punt. <laughs> so when that first time you looked down, I mean, obviously you knew your dad was going to be coaching third, but when you looked down, was it was it a weird feeling? What, what was the feeling like for you? Um, I, don't, I don't think it was. I don't know if it was weird, probably because I was I was probably more nervous about the at-bat than, yeah. <laughs> than I was. But, yeah. you know, before you dig in, um, looking down and being able to see him, he was, it was uh, definitely special. He was probably more nervous than I was. When was the first time your dad got to see you play as a professional? Was it in that spring training game, or was it before that? Oh man, I think he, uh, I think he got to come on the All Star break my first year mm-hmm. uh, in the GCL. I think he, I think he got to see two games. It, it was either that or instructional league mm-hmm. um, at some point. But you know, there definitely wasn't, there wasn't a lot of games um, that he actually got to see me play. Um, you know, so it was definitely when he got to come, it was special. Yeah, I was going to say from talking with guys who have dads who grew up in the game and, and played or coached or managed professionally. Yeah, whenever your dad was able to make a game, that was always extra special. Were you always aware when your dad was in the stands that did you ever try too hard, especially as a, as a younger guy in those situations? Uh, no, I don't know if I ever tried, you know, try too hard. I mean, uh-huh. you definitely he was never he was never somebody that that you know forced baseball down my throat or mm-hmm. he kind of hung back and and you know let other coaches coach and I got to be around him in the summer but you know when I, when he came and saw me play it, it was just it wasn't a nervous feeling it was more of a, a comfort and an enjoyment that you know he got to be there and you know we just um, I think I, I just took advantage of the, the opportunity of him you know being there just to have fun and you know it was cool at the end of the game you know when we get to talk about it and you know when he's you know with him him getting to be there and actually see it in person. Yeah, how much feedback would you get from your dad when he would see you play or even when you were in the minor leagues and maybe would call him or, or what have you? Were you someone who sought feedback? Was, was he someone who would give advice unsolicited? How did that work? No, he was he was never uh, he was never super tough or overbearing on me. I think it was you know, we would talk about the games. Um, he would give he would give subtle advice, but he was he was never uh, he was never somebody that you know, was on top of, you know, on top of every game, you know, down my throat, something, you know, all the way, kind of, kind of let me, kind of let me be, let, I had a lot of good coaches along the way, so I, I think he let them work and, and put his two cents in when, when he saw something. Is there any p- particular piece of advice that you remember from your dad, baseball related, that really stands out, best piece of advice he gave you? I, th- I think the, I'd say the things that I took away the most were probably, probably lessons that, in conversations and advice that he gave to his players. I think that was, um, you know, just to, to see how he interacted with them and how he handled situations and how he dealt with players. I think I, I probably learned more from example than I did from, you know, from him coaching or instructing me. But, you know, I think he, I think the biggest thing is just he, he always understood how hard this game is and he always, he always understood what the players go through. And, and so I think it was more of a mindset thing of, of how to enjoy the game, how to get the best out of yourself, and and uh, you know how to how to really love it. So Father's Day, 
are you going to get a hold of him before the game, after the game? Can you not? Is it one of those things where it's hard to it's, hard to talk to him before a game? It's unpredictable. Uh, <laughs> it'll probably be after the game. Tough on day games, you know. We're yeah. We, it's tough when we have the same schedule. We're in different time zones. So there, as far as when I'm going to talk to him, I'm not. <laughs> it's always up up in the air. All right. Well, happy Father's Day to your dad and. And certainly hope you enjoy this week. And Troy Snitker, Astros hitting coach, thanks so much for joining us. All right, thank you. Very First much. batter standing in for the Blue Jays is Kevin Biggio. And Biggio, of course, very familiar with this ballpark. And gets a nice hand as he's announced on the public address system. Of course, his dad, Craig Biggio, Astros legend. An interesting scenario. Craig Biggio, of course, lifelong Houston Astro. And still works for the Astros. And his son, Kevin, playing for the Blue Jays. Saw Patty Biggio, Craig's wife, Kevin's mom, wearing the split jersey. Half Biggio Astros jersey, half Biggio Blue Jays jersey. I would imagine that as a, a player, you don't have nearly as many nerves as you would as a father watching your son out there because you could control what you're doing out on the field, but watching your kid out there and so many fathers and parents are out there uh, probably understanding exactly that watching your kid play little league or whatever it might be one out of Biggio and that ball's hit pretty well and pretty deep to center it chases back Marisnik on the warning track and that ball is off the wall Galvis around third he will score going into third and now coming around third is Maley he'll score as well it's a two-run double for Kevin Biggio and it is a 10 to 2 Astros lead and a few more cheers for Biggio's two-run double than there would be for anyone else on the Blue Jays. Out of the second game with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays today, and the story yesterday and the story this weekend is Kevin Biggio, is, is he gets to come back home, and, and I'm here with Craig, the Hall of Famer. And uh, I just want to ask you, what was that like yesterday? Was it more than you expected uh, about what you expected? What did that feel like watching Kevin play at Minute Maid? It was, uh, you know, again, it's really been, it's been really hard to, to, to find the right words to put in perspective to yeah. truly, really explain to people what, uh, what, what, how exciting yesterday was. And, um, you know, this is something that, you know, I played for this organization my whole career, 20 years in a great city, great fans. And, uh, you know, my son was here, grew up as a little kid and there was bat boy and then travel with us a little bit as he got older. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're the you're the old man sitting in the seats and uh, watching your kid lead off against one of the best right handers in the game. Yeah. And it was pretty cool. And I think the fans were the fans are great. Uh, you know, they gave him a nice ovation and everything like that. So uh, it was really uh, it was just an incredible moment for, uh, for my wife and I and my family and friends. Give me an estimation of, of how many uh, rounds of BP you've thrown to Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, uh, a lot. I mean, it's start. It's usually, it, it's a good seven weeks. Um, I don't know. I mean, we start in the winter time now. We got it down pretty good, but it's like a seven or eight weeks of uh, I, I I can't go anywhere. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like getting ready for spring training, and then he leaves. You're like, okay, thank God, I get my life back. Yeah, <laughs> so and your shoulder. I get my shoulder back too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a. It usually doesn't start off real well in the beginning, uh, but then as it, as it goes on over the course of the winter, you get better and better at it. But uh, but I'm proud of him. I mean, he's uh, you know he's he's made a lot of strides and adjustments, and uh, he's worked really hard. And uh, I you know I couldn't be prouder. Steve Perry, the uh, visiting clubhouse manager, was telling me yesterday. He said one of his favorite memories was in spring training in Kissimmee. You guys were playing, the game was going on, and Connor and Kevin, beyond the, the left field wall, were climbing on top of the batting cage up there trying to get some baseballs off the top of that cage. <laughs> they had to halt the, halt the game. And just seeing those guys running around the clubhouse was great memories. 
I'm sure that was a thrill to bring him to the ballpark. Yeah, it, it, it was something that, um, you know, we, you know, the, we wanted to have kids try to have them early enough, uh, you know, in, in my relationship with my wife that, you know, that I hopefully I could stick around long enough mm-hmm. that they can understand what the, actually what their dad did. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, we hit a home run with that and got lucky and, you know, I was able to have a, a long career and then they were able to see some things that, uh, you know, a lot of times kids don't get an opportunity to see because they're too young. Like my daughter, she was seven when I retired. So yeah. she has good memories, but not like the memories my boys have so um but yeah but you know being able to the only disappointment that i had yesterday is that uh you know my best friend dennis laborio the clubhouse guy Uh, was um you know he we 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 broke the string he was like anti-kids and i'm like just give my kids a chance give my kids a chance and he broke them down and then he loved them and uh he would have truly loved yesterday though we, we know that uh, Dennis passed. So, uh, yeah, that's tough. And you th- start thinking about some of those memories and things like that. What was your thought, Craig, uh, when Cavan connected on that ball, his third AB, uh, <laughs> to straightaway center field? I thought it was gone. I mean, it sounded loud. Yeah. Uh, but what, what were you thinking? You, you had to get really excited. Well, I mean, I'm just first, I'm glad he made contact. Cause, yeah. You know, they didn't get in until like 4.30 in the morning right. the other night. So uh, the little sluggish bats are going through the zone yesterday. And uh, when he hit it, the first person I looked at, a Superman out there in center, and I'm like, please, Jay, just, you know, if Jay can't catch it, then it's not meant to be caught, right? So, uh, you know, able to hit off the wall, it would have been really nice to get an extra little two feet and get a three-run homer out yeah. of the deal. But we were just happy that, uh, you know, it was obviously he was able to get a double, drive in a couple of runs, and uh, get something positive out yesterday. Last thing, Bish, I wanted to relay something to that I heard in the clubhouse, this clubhouse yesterday from one of the Toronto coaches. He said that Cavan approached one of his teammates when he didn't run out of ball, that, that he should have had extra bases and approached him and – uh, a little later on, uh, somebody else hustled and got somewhere and, and went back to that one guy and said, that's the way you do it. So, I mean, three weeks in the major leagues and, and he's already having an impact in this clubhouse. I'm sure it doesn't surprise you, but that's pretty cool. Well, I think that uh, Cav was always a good student of the game. He was, you know, his brother did a lot of the talking for him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but Cav was the one that always would sit in the chair and listen and watch and, you know, watch, uh, you know, if a guy had a good day or a bad day and how he handled himself and, uh, whether he had a great day, how he handled himself, and uh, and then again, but he understands one thing, you know, you, you play the game the right way, and the one thing that I always used to preach to him all the time is like, look, don't ever give somebody a reason to talk about you, and what do I mean by that is that, look, if you, if you have a bad game, you have a bad game, if you have a good game, you have a good game, but don't give somebody a reason to talk about you because you didn't run out of ball, yeah. you didn't run out of fly ball, you didn't back up a base, you didn't play the game the right way, so he is, uh, it's it's a, uh, I'm proud of him, and, uh, yeah. and he's going to give you everything that he's got, and, he's, he's, and that's the way you're supposed to play the game. That's Craig Biggio. Thanks for catching up, and uh, happy Father's Day tomorrow. Yeah, you too, sweet. Thanks. Well, top of the third inning, the Astros have taken a 6 to nothing lead over the Blue Jays. Garrett Cole on the mound, and, of course, Steve Sparks and Robert Ford here, and we're pleased to be joined by Greg Kessinger, the Astros' second rounder this year out of Ole Miss. First pitch to Kevin Biggio is in there for strike one. First of all, Gray, congratulations on signing, and thanks for coming on in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, exciting time. Thanks for having me up here. It's got to be an exciting team. When you found out that you got drafted by the Astros, what were you thinking? Uh, obviously, got a good culture working. Um, you know, it's exciting to you know be a part of the team. That, you know, it's at the top right now, and uh, you know, see what I can do to help out. When you're in college and you're at Ole Miss and you're playing in a in a great conference in the SEC, uh, are a lot of players aware of a lot of the players that the Astros are throwing out there? Of course, with so many playoff runs lately. Uh, yeah, for sure, I think so. Um, are you trying to emulate a certain player when you're when you're playing right now? Um, you know, I don't. I I enjoy watching uh you know a lot of guys, and I don't know if there's any one particular player that uh you know I try to be like, but uh 
if they're you know if they're this level, um, they're doing something right. So want to do do a little bit of everything for them. And Can Count is two and two on Biggio as he fouls that one off. And you're from a, a baseball family. Uh, a lot of baseball fans may remember your your grandfather Don Kessinger, longtime big league shortstop in the '60s and '70s with the Cubs, and was also a player manager for the White Sox. Two-two pitch to Biggio is swung on and foul tipped into the catcher's glove. Torino. So there's one out on the fourth strikeout for Cole. And your dad Kevin played professional baseball. Your uncle Keith made it to the big leagues. Uh, how much of an influence did did that lineage and, and your, your dad and your uncle and your family have uh, on you growing up? Uh, a lot. You know, everything, um, you know, that I know is, is um, you know, a lot thanks to them. Um, you know, whether it's uh, just how to play the game or I can still go to my grandfather, you know, after a game and ask mm -hmm. him, you know, if I kicked the ball, what could I have done, you know, to make that play easier? Or, uh, all those things just, you know, they add up over time, and I'm so thankful, you know, to have them in my corner. That was Eric Sogard flying out to deep center field for the second out. He came in for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. There's two outs. We're talking with Gray Kessinger, the Astros' second rounder this year. So old Miss for all of you, too, for your dad, your uncle, your grandfather. Uh, was that a tough decision for you, or did you know right away, hey, I want to go where everybody, I imagine you grew up rooting for Ole Miss? Absolutely. Grew up in Oxford, grew up an Ole Miss fan, and um, you know, when the recruiting process started, I, I looked at other schools just to have something to compare to, uh -huh. just to make sure you know that Ole Miss really is what Ole Miss is, and quickly found out that I, w I was right in my opinion of Ole Miss, and, uh, <laughs> and, and knew that was 100% the place for me. Lourdes Gurriel at the plate. There's two outs, nobody on. The Astros lead six to nothing. Uh, what's that conference like? The SEC. It seems like they put out so many major leaguers. Yeah. Um, you know, the team at the top and the team at the bottom, there's not a lot of difference. You know, every weekend, yeah. if you don't come to play, um, you know, you're going to get beat. And that's what makes the league great. That's what makes it fun. And um, I think that's why, you know, it produces so many great players because, you know, you, you battle in that in that conference every week. It's going to make you better. Um, you're going to be tough. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to be a part of. One ball and two strikes to Gurriel. Catcher sets outside. Here's the pitch. Dismisses outside. Gray, what's the best part about your game? We've heard about the glove. Is that the, is that your best part? Yeah, I'd say right now, um, you know, my defense is, is um, you know, the best thing I do. Um, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, my instincts, which comes from, uh, you know, the family. And, uh, yeah, that, that's where my game is the best right now. Well, congratulations. It's a 2-2 pitch. It's swung on a miss by Gurriel. So five strikeouts now for Cole. We played two and a half. Greg Kessinger. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Yeah, congratulations. Oh, thanks, guys. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 